Hey, good morning everybody. It's 741, September 20th. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm going to walk Bud here. We're at the gate and I just thought I'd give a little temperature update. It's beautiful out this morning. It's 73 degrees, 36% humidity. And that means our dew point is at um, 73, 36, did I say? 44? Wow, i got to double-check that. Was it? Did I say 36? Yeah, the humidity went up a 4% in the last hour. But anyway, still 44 on the dew point in Phoenix. And it's, uh, dang, nice blue sky, sun's up. Bud's ready for a walk. I wasn't sure I was going to do this podcast because the last couple of days, my like yesterday, my wife wanted to walk along with. So I've not done a podcast with my wife. Of course, she doesn't know I do any podcasts. All these secrets I keep from my wife, man. These secrets, these podcasts. <laughs> Jeez. Sarcastic, man. Do I need to tell her? I don't know. I don't think so. It's embarrassing, right? Podcasts. It's the things we say, think. It's the things we think, but do not podcast. Yeah. So this title of this podcast is going to be Neuroticism. Yeah, yeah. Neuroticism and the big five personalities. So I had a little experience with that the last 36 hours. And... Uh, I made some discoveries and uh, personality. So um, I kind of like self-awareness studies, personal, some people call it personal development. And I'm probably like, I'm probably like OD'd on that stuff. I probably like, just like way into it too much. And and I, I would probably say 95% of the people in the world, maybe even higher percent maybe 99 percent don't even think about these things personality is something we experience i would say more than anything in our interactions it's like you you meet somebody and you you know you maybe spend 30 minutes with them you may spend 30 minutes with somebody once a month for a year and you sort of develop a perception of their personality and um, so these are interesting right and we think personality is fixed at least I do I mean you know you take a test and like some of these things I'm kind of influenced by like Myers-Briggs you know it's like well you can take the test you know every six months and it won't change and I've actually found that I am pretty consistent on that damn Myers-Briggs thing and uh, for whatever reason some people popped that said hey there's you know really the big five personalities the big five and I guess there's Enneagram too, and I started looking at that, but it's like Enneagram. Oh, it's so exciting. And the people that, the people that uh, love Enneagram, oh, what are you, a seven? I'm a three. Oh, yay. Oh. So, so there's a whole subculture of people that get into these things. And I do too a bit. I'm a, I'm a Myers-Briggs and a bit of a disc guy because I, I feel in my heart that I do want to influence people. And uh, influencing is good, right? Especially if you have something good to offer, right? Something positive. 
So why wouldn't, I mean, there's a lot of negativity in the world, right? And a lot of negative thoughts. So if you can influence in a positive way, then uh, why not, right? If you're going to be an inf- high eye influencing, certainly you'd want to influence in a positive way. And we'll probably all, well, I don't know. There's, there's some people who are probably low on eye, I guess. I haven't, I need to meet some of those low eye people. But maybe they, they're great listeners and who knows, maybe they're introverts too, whatever the heck that is. But those are just classifications. So, so my discovery and, and uh, my reactions was I finally said, you know, this five, big five, the big five, I never heard of it. What is it? Am I okay? What do we do? Let's take a test. Let's take a test. So there's like this 120 question test or something. And oh, it only takes five to eight minutes. And uh, by the way, oh, yeah, don't think too hard on these things. So I'm like, okay, I've done these before. They're similar to Myers-Briggs and things. So um, I started going through the questions and think they're, they're just like real simple questions. I, in fact, I'm going to probably go back and do it again. Uh, well, I, I'm giving away the secret here. But uh, I want to I look at these questions a little more in detail, even though they tell you like, oh, just take five to eight minutes. Don't think too much about them, right? But here's the thing. So like one of the questions I think was something like, hey, do you feel anxious about many things? Do you, hey, you know, is that moderately accurate? Is that very accurate of you? Is it neither accurate or inaccurate? Or, or uh, is it definitely inaccurate, man? You know, and so the, I took this test and I think I was a little anxious and I'm looking for a job, right? So this is real life, uh, live podcasting, unprepared, unscripted things. And uh, so I, I think I was a little bit bothered when I took the test. This is my reflection in hindsight. But uh, anyways, the store, scores came back, and I'm like, holy crap. There's five traits, right? And there's like extroversion, right? Extroversion, I kind of, I'm ENTP in Myers-Briggs. I, I kind of expect myself to be a pretty extroverted person. I think a lot of people say that, yeah, you're extroverted, man. You're like uber extroverted or something, right? So I only scored like 56% out of 100 on extroversion, and the conclusion was, yeah, you're average. <laughs> you're average in extroversion. Then I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I don't know if I really agree with that. And, uh, but again, you know, you got the, the Dunning-Kruger effect, right? Well, that's kind of an interesting concept. You can Google that, the Dunning-Kruger effect. So, um, you know, I put, and, and maybe that's a good way of ex- explaining my, uh, reaction to these things but um so so then uh the five personalities one of the extroversion i came out like average then um let's say uh, agreeableness right you know how agreeable which i know situationally i'm not there's many situations where i'm just like digging my heels in it's usually religious leaders that want to manipulate me or you know give me something to, to uh, do tell me how to live my life or do something right what these are the rules these are the correct behaviors and crap like that so i usually don't agree with that so there's definitely a group of people that do not think i'm agreeable at all so if they were scoring me they would say hell no mike is like zero on agreeableness and uh and yet my score was like above average like 56 60 or something 
I think it was even higher than my stinking extroversion. You know, so that's looking good. Those two characters, those personality traits are looking good. Then I got to conscientiousness. Oh, con- how conscientious is this person, right? And I, and I think I got like a one out of a hundred. So, uh, so I was like um, very low on <laughs> conscientiousness. And th- these are, then there's subcategories within that, like altruism. Like I am like really zero on altruism, right? But what's, what's kind of strange is I think I'll eventually be like superly altruistic or something, right? Whatever. So, so I got really low on conscientious. And then uh, openness to experience. And I think I scored like 46 or below 50. I was like below, like they gave me a result of like average, your average on openness and experience. And I'm thinking, fuck, that's weird. I mean, like I, I fuck, who goes to fucking Germany and works for a German company for five years and doesn't have a way back to the United States. I think that's pretty fucking open to experience. But, you know, those are just, that's just my five years of life. I mean, you know, you know, five to eight minutes of answering questions tells the real truth, right? Oh, there's a sarcastic comment. So you see where I'm kind of going with this, like five to eight minutes answering 120 questions. How, how much I put way too much weight into these questions because the next category, the last, the fifth, fifth category of personality is neuroticism. Oy, neurotic, right? And you're listening to this and you're probably like, well, yeah, Mike, I think you're, you're, Mike, you're fucking pretty neurotic, right? No, man, you're so fucking neurotic. And that's what my score was. It was like 85 out of 100. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) First of all, neuroticism has so so negative, right? First of all, it starts with an N, neurotic, and negative is N, you know, so they both start with N. I just think, like, no, neuroticism, no. People... People can't stand neurotic. If you told somebody, you know, in an interview, because I'm in the interview mindset right now. So, the, you know, you go in an interview, first 30 seconds. So, hey, tell me about yourself. Well, well, let me tell you. My number one personality trait is uh, the big five. You ever heard of the big five? Yeah. Well, the big five, I'm, you know, people are probably like, um, sort of. And they may have heard of the big five. They're probably like me. I don't know much about this thing, right? But if I lead out and say, well, so tell me about myself. Well, I took this test in five to eight minutes, answered 120 questions. And, I, and my highest personality trait is fucking neuroticism. Isn't that sound great? You know, you, can, I, can I have the job now? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, you know? And I'm like, I, you know, I, have, I know other people say, oh, Mike, you're so honest. You're so honest, you can't lie, you know? So now I'm stuck, because I'm like, well, I took the test. I'm like, I got a fucking 85 on neuroticism, baby. So I live with that all day yesterday, and I'm like, fuck, you know? And then then I started, like, Googling shit, like, what do you do if you're neurotic, you know? Oh, we got little coyotes running across, bud. You don't even see the coyote over there. He's going where you usually walk. Coyote! Yay! Yippee-yay-yay! So, um, what the heck? So, yeah, so I'm, like, miserable. I'm, like, Googling, like, shit, what do you do if you're neurotic? <laughs> I'm high neurotic. Someone help me. I'm high neurotic. So I'm, like, oh, Jordan Peterson. Oh, Google. Oh, 
all these uh, personality things. Oh, wow, personality. Oh, yeah, Jordan Peterson. Oh, professor, Toronto. Oh, books. Wrote a book, 12-some bullshit things. I don't know what he's talking about. 12 things. Famous, big top million-dollar bestseller. Whoa, Jordan Peterson. Let's watch his videos. Oh, lectures. Oh, Neurotis, you can have, you know, you could spend your whole life. If you're, like, in the one percentile or top, you know, I guess I would be in the two percent, twentieth percent. I'm not in the. I guess I was in the. I don't even know. I forget the percentile things. Can you believe that, people? I forgot it. Bud sniffs out the coyote now, so we're we're tracking the coyote. But slowly, I can't see the coyote more. He went up the hill, but we're gonna track. Bud's Bud's on the scent now. He's gonna. He's like he's pulling me on the leash. I can feel him. He's after this coyote. He smells it. So, um, I'm in a high percentile, so you watch a video from Jordan Peterson. He's just like, matter of fact, like, oh, man, you know, neurotic. Oh, you got, you got to make yourself a schedule, man. That's the solution. Get a schedule. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, man, I got to get a schedule. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the unstructured time for me. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, you know, I guess, I guess I really like working because it gives me 40 hours of structured time during the week. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. I'm fucking neurotic, man. I'm neurotic. <laughs> and uh so <laughs> and then and then i'm like okay what else about what about this jordan peterson guy you know and then i i get this podcast i listen to for like an hour about these uh the christianity today what is it about jordan peterson well he's not a christian you know he doesn't he talks about the bible and genesis and you know and he's got all these theories and you know but he's not, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's really a believer and believes in Christ and stuff. You know, he's just very good. And, and this other, the general t- introduced me and reminded me of this Jordan Peterson last week. And he says, oh, yeah, Jordan Peterson does these interviews. And he says he's very careful about every word that he says. He's very careful about it. And and the interviewer is trying to trip trip him up or something and, and he was just like very patiently using his psychological mind tricks, really, on the on the woman, right? So, so where am I? Where's where am I going with this? So I'm kind of miserable about it, not liking it, thinking about this is dumb, you know. And maybe that maybe Jordan Peterson isn't like the genius on this stuff, and uh, he's real smart. And but he, does he have like the spirit? Does he have really? understand that we're all broken to some extent right and then i thought i went through the day and then late in the afternoon i'm like you know what let me take this test again 24 hours later i kind of got myself in a little mood a different position so let me let me let me answer these things instead of like the first thing that comes to your mind let me think about these questions as i answer them and not to try to fool it but just think about it right and so what I notice is like, well, do, you know, one of the questions that comes back to me is like, well, do you feel anxious or excited or something about many things, you know? And I'm like, well, it depends upon what's popping into my head at the moment, right? So I think the first time I took the test, I was like all wrapped up about like, oh, shit, I need a job. I got to find a job. I'm and then this ad, the second time I took it, 24 hours later, I was like, you know, let's calm down, calm down. Let's think about this, how we're answering these questions. Let's think about it really. Like, I'm not going to spend 15 minutes taking a test, but I'm actually not just going to go pop the first thing that comes into my head. 
which is like, are you anxious about many things? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm anxious. I don't have a fucking job. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely anxious about many things. Oh yeah. And then the second time I took the test, I'm like, okay, let's calm down. I get to this question. There's 120 of them, so it's good because it's kind of confusing. So you can't really plan out how to answer these things. But what I did is I stopped when I got to that question. I just paused for like one second. And I thought, hmm, what are many things? I mean, looking for a job really isn't a thing. That's a situation. So then I thought, wait, what's a thing? Well, my Mercedes-Benz S550, that's a thing. Am I anxious about that? No. (laughs) I love my Mercedes-Benz S550. I love that beast of a thing. And I'm not anxious about it at all. I just enjoy it. So I'm like, nope, that's not accurate. So bingo, bango, my neuroticism starts going down. All because I think for 30 nanoseconds to answer the question. So what am I, so what am I getting at? I went through, I said, hey, as I started answering these questions, I go, hey, I'm not really thinking very carefully about these things. I'm just like throwing out my emotions out answering these questions. So why don't I just like take a little time, think about them, and answer them still honestly. I'm not trying to fool it. I'm not asking myself like, oh, well, if I, I kind of feel yes, but, uh, but if I answer no so, you know, strongly enough, I have a feeling that my neuroticism is going to go down. You know? <laughs> so, so maybe subconsciously I was manipulating the second test. I don't know. I don't really think so. I honestly answered, I mean, I thought of the situation, like I said, what's a thing? Many things. And I'm like, well, my car is a thing. Do I feel anxious about that thing? No. So no, the answer is fricking no. Now, you know, this is where these tests break down, right? Why do we put so much trust in 120 questions? Like, What's magical about these questions? And I'm sure like Peterson will be saying, like, these oh, well, it's notionally direct. Yeah, it's notionally correct, you know. You can't really fool it. Like in the Myers-Briggs, they say, oh, man, you take this test, and if you answer it honestly, you're going to come out the same every time, which actually for all the crap that they give Myers-Briggs, like the big five people are like, oh, Myers-Briggs isn't really, that's really not scientific and accurate. And so far, I found it to be quite good. And the point of my discussion here isn't to say which one's better. I'm just saying I did the big five. And the questions suck. The questions absolutely suck because they're vague. And I'm going to copy all 120 questions because that's the kind of analytical guy I am. Not neurotic. Neurotic. I'm not fucking neurotic. Hell no. I'm just thorough, and I want to know the truth, Right? So when I look at these 120 questions, and they're very short, they're not very long. Then I th- and then we think about it. Let's, let's think about it. Is spending 30 minutes with somebody once a month over a year, is that going to give you a better idea of someone's personality, right? And most people don't, we don't frame each other in these five traits, you know. We don't go like, oh, this person's agreeable. So I'm going to give them a high agreeable. They just, you just get a feeling for somebody, right? Or, oh, they're conscientious. 
they, you know, someone may think, well, I opened the door for this woman every day, you know, or whatever. And, and I was polite, you know, oh, they're so conscientious. But they're not, they're not categorizing me the way a psychologist would do it with the 120 questions, right? So someone may have a feeling like that I'm conscientious, but the psychologist would say, oh, no, look at your desk, dude. Your desk is a mess. And so you, you should know you ain't conscientious. If, if you were conscientious, your, your, your desk would have all the stuff organized and put in piles, and you would have everything organized. So that's conscientiousness. And I'm like, no, that's answering a question that comes out this way that you want to put me in that category. And so anyway, the bottom line is I took the test again, taking a, you know, just thinking a little bit about stuff. And uh, my neuroticism went down, man, to like 40, from 85 to 40 in 24 hours. And I just listened to a video from Jordan Peterson that said, oh man, if you're highly neurotic, man, you know, you would probably have to spend your whole life doing nothing but trying to reduce your neuroticism. And I'm like, oh, really? Um, actually, it took me 24 hours to reduce my neuroticism by quite a bit. <laughs> so <laughs> and it's just by answering the questions which make more sense than the first time I went through it. So, I don't know, you, you know, whoever's listening to these podcasts can probably still say, well, Michael, I get it. You got your neuroticism down, but I still think you're neurotic. But again, if, if you're only 20% neurotic and I'm 40, well, then, yeah, I look more neurotic than you do. But there's 7 billion people on the planet, and, and I'm sure I can find a hell of a lot more people that are more neurotic than I am. So this is that relative Gaussian distribution dist view of the world. That, yeah, we all have a bit of narcissism, which isn't even part of the thing, but we have we all have some some amount of neuroticism, right? Maybe you only have five, maybe you're super low. Great for you, you know, hey, you know. But most of us are probably in the middle somewhere. And I'm not really an extreme neurotic. I'm extreme like something else. <laughs> I'm an extreme ENTP debater, that's for sure, right? What am I doing? I'm debating with the, with this dude's framework, with this test. I'm debating the test. I'm saying the test is BS. And I've just proven it without being, like, super sneaky. I honestly answered a second time, thinking a little bit. Still got it done in five to eight minutes. Didn't overthink it, right? I just took the damn test again. And actually, my conscientious level went way up. I'm not sure exactly why, what kind of questions there were that when I'm feeling moody and down... I scored myself, quote-unquote, negatively for conscientiousness. But the second time, I came out, I think, above average on conscientiousness. 24 hours later. Gee, don't, you know, and then the answer isn't like, don't go to a therapist anymore. Just redo the test. I mean, the answer is kind of like, hey, there are going to be times in our lives when our personalities just go wacko. And they, they're just off. But that's not the baseline of our whole life. You know, it can change. And instead of like, for me, like getting all obsessive about like, oh shit, I am screwed. I've got this super high neuroticism thing. No, it's like, get some perspective. Look at the questions a little more carefully and think about it. 
You know, don't get tricked into answering them based on the mood I'm in at the time. Use a little brain power and go, no, I'm not anxious about many things. What does many things mean? You know, I already said that uh, my car is a thing and I'm not anxious about it. I got to change the oil. (laughs) Does that mean I'm neurotic? Because I know that I got to change the oil and it's been too hot to do it. So, you know, it's just coming to my mind now that I should, uh, that I should uh, change the oil. But I'm not anxious about many things. And I got to do the dishes, you know. Am I anxious about it? No, I'll just go do it. You know, just go do it. And uh, so, Bud had a nice walk. I'm back, almost back home. And uh, the big five, neuroticism, big five personality. It's not just neuroticism, but it's conscientiousness, openness, agreeableness, extroversion. So yeah, it's kind of fun to do these tests. But consider that you spent five to eight minutes answering some questions. And can that possibly be the sum total of your whole frickin' life? Of course it can't be. It's five to eight minutes when you're answering questions when you're in a certain mood. It's kind of ridiculous. Now, professionals, psychologists would probably say, you're absolutely right, Michael. You're absolutely right. You know, depending on your mood at the time you took the test will influence your results. Now, they would probably think, like, it can't really influence it as much as I did, which has got some pretty big swings in the results. But I'm like, you know what? I don't care. To me, the lesson learned there is don't get stuck on personality tests. Has Have a million people said that before me? Yes. Do I need to tell it to myself now? Yes. Do those million people before me that said the same thing, did I miss it? No, because it wasn't in front of me at the time. So we can only deal with things that come in front of us at a time and not, I'm working on change. I'm changing myself. I'm not going to try not to anyways. It takes some training and practice, but I'm not going to obsess about future things that I have no control over. I mean, it's a change of habit and I'm working on it. So... Short podcast, 27 minutes. I think it was pretty good. Short bud walk. Going to carry on with my day. So everybody, get some of that grace and peace. And from the biblical perspective, I really love the um, 2 Corinthians 3, that we're being transformed. We are being transformed by the Spirit of God. And it's not being a better disciple, right? Because when you look at the, the book of Acts, it's like, as soon as you had faith, you were a disciple. It wasn't like you had to go to like a 12-week program on discipleship to become a disciple. I mean, uh, you might become, quote-unquote, a better disciple, but really you're becoming more like what somebody else thinks you should be, which, again, is something I don't go for, and many people don't either. So I'm probably just speaking to the choir in many cases. But for me, it's an insight that I need to deal with. So we are being transformed, and Lord help us 
make a little step forward. Some of you are way, way more mature spiritually and way ahead. And it's just a, it's just a curve, a growth curve. And we all get on it from different places. And we get on the curve from different backgrounds and different uh, histories. But it doesn't matter. And the last thing I got, since I'm under 30 minutes, I'll finish with a... Uh, a Bob Goff story. He talks about sailing on a little boat from uh, Los Angeles to Hawaii. And <laughs> funny story, but the bottom line is they got there, they made it. And he was, you know, obsessing about all this navigation thing. He wasn't really obsessing, but a lot of people would. Like it's 2,600 miles on the ocean with no landmarks, right? You're going by the sun and the stars and, and looking at stuff. And they made it. 16 days it took them 16 and when they pulled into the harbor they were greeted with you know um, congratulations uh, reads off the names of everybody in the boat welcome home right so they're out on the water welcome home and he makes that analogous to um, well someday God's gonna welcome us home this this journey we're on is like the ocean no land, very few landmarks. Some uh, pirates out there on the seas trying to uh, distract us from our destination. But uh, no matter how we get there, God will welcome us in Hawaii. <laughs> that's, a nice, that's a nice thought, right? Be welcomed in Hawaii with uh, welcome home. So wherever you are, it's probably not Hawaii. So wherever you are, Colorado, Chicago, Arizona, Canada, that's not your home. Hawaii is closer to your home. <laughs> Read Bob Goff. All right, folks, where am I at? 30 minutes. Grace and peace. Love everyone always. Bye.